This is a news laundry podcast. Welcome to NL Hafta. So the finance minister Sri Arun Jaitley released the union budget amidst all sorts of celebration that this is the a budget for the aam aadmi about time. Uh, the JNU student union leader Kanhaiya Kumar has been released on an interim bail on which uh, our new managing editor has something to say. Rahul Gandhi's speech in parliament and then Mr Modi's speech today. Uh, Vijay Mallya uh is in trouble because the SBI wants him arrested but i doubt that will happen and we have lots more in today's hafta welcome i am abhinandan sekri angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte remember when corporations pay corporations are served when the public pays the public is served support independent media support news laundry if you don't like us support independent media support news laundry if you don't like us support independent media of your choice so in hafta episode 57 We have Vivek Kaul joining us on the phone from Mumbai. Hi, Vivek. Hi, Abhinandan. Vivek is an author and a journalist. He's worked at the DNA, the Economic Times. He's the author of Easy Money Trilogy. So pick up Easy Money Trilogy, and you may just make easy money. Or even if you don't, at least Vivek will. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you know authors got paid. So. <laughs> uh, currently, he's an economic commentator and writes regular columns for First Post. and also joining us is our new managing editor dipanjana pal hi dipanjana hi she is joining us from mumbai but she'll be in delhi shortly to take news laundry to greater and greater heights so um we have anand here Hello. our very own anand hi the scientist come intellectual rolled into one oh my god and also he is shuru mein gali <laughs> <laughs> and he's also skiing champion <laughs> and we have uh, manisha hello hi manisha uh, madhu will be joining us shortly and i'm abhinandan so before we speak about the other stuff vivek yaar ye kuch uh, budget karke kuch ek harkat hui thi pichle is hafte as an economic commentator can you just break it down as simply as possible uh, for our audience what out of 10 how much is it the aam aadmi budget everyone's talking about and is it fair to tax the ppf epf while giving amnesty to crooks which everyone was saying last night on prime time uh, see i mean i think i don't like the idea of rating budgets because that is a very simplistic uh, way of looking at it mm-hmm. uh, the second thing is that uh, you know we in india are obsessed with the budget i mean it's just the government's annual budget and uh, i mean as as has happened in the past the governments also uh, you know operate in a way where they kind of announce a lot of things during the course of the budget which i guess is not the right way to uh, you know kind of approach the entire thing the budget should essentially be uh, exercise on the annual accounts of the government and nothing more Okay. whatever you know if if there are policy announcements to be made they should you know they should and they are in fact uh, you know made during the course of uh, the year and uh, honestly you know what has happened is uh, in in the last 10 15 years uh, the importance of the budget uh, for the government as such has gone down i mean announcements now happen pretty much all through the year right. you know if if but because of the you know proliferation of uh, television channels uh, in you know in in the 90s and then you know digital media in the teens 
the obsession of the media with the budget has gone up. Because that's a full day, 24 hour news cycle they've got, man, with live stuff. Yes. You need timber to feed that cycle. It is, and It's very, very, in fact, and it, it's harmful because what happens is people just listen to what the finance minister is saying, then they start tweeting on the social media. The problem is, you know, all the details are not there in the speech. They cannot possibly be there in the speech. The speech is just a representation of the budget in the way, you know, the finance minister seems it to be fit. But if you're on the panel, you have to have say, you have to, you know, say something. So then you just go with... I mean, I think it was a pretty uh, average budget given the fact that, uh, you know, uh, there was so much uh, hype around it. Uh, right. It was a pretty average budget. And more than anything, you know, uh, uh, I, what I would want to say is that uh, the way they handled the entire uh, EPF change hmm. uh, thing was pretty, I mean, sad. Handle it as in this rollback and stuff? Or the proposed... No, no, I mean, just the communication part. So what, see, I mean, uh, if you kind of, you know, if you can allow me to speak for a minute. Hmm. Uh, see... Uh, <laughs> Why? Sorry to butt in. <laughs> I think Aminandan's reputation precedes itself. Madhu, you speak for a minute. It begs the question, why? Madhu just joined us. Is he just coming back from times now or something? <laughs> no, no, I, I basically was on a television channel uh, last night discussing uh, the employees provident fund and they kept cutting uh oh oh no i think oh, no, someone no, no. that that channel just hacked hacked into a telephone line that's terrible i was like do wahabi mat bol abhi kata kartik will just reconnect the line deepanjana vivek are you both online yeah i'm here continuing this conversation vivek continuing i was at a dinner last night and i saw aryaman and he was holding forth i said hold forth here baby because when you're on the on uh, Arnav's on Arnav's panel, you'll be asked a question, and before you can answer, he'll say, "Sorry, we'll so was, move on to the next thing, cut you off." There, but you know, just yeah. when you were telling us that, it got disconnected. So whichever channel you were on, obviously hacked into our systems. But yeah, no, go for one minute. No one's going to interrupt you. But before that, Madhu just joined us. Hi, Madhu. Hi. Hi, Madhu. Okay. Hello. And Madhu, uh, hi, Deepanjana. Deepanjana yeah. is on the line. So basically, you know, what I was saying was that, um, you know, uh, uh, I was on a TV channel last night and they kind of kept cutting me and when I saw the replay later <laughs> on YouTube, I looked pretty stupid, you know, at certain points. So I just thought, if you let me speak for a minute, I'll explain the entire thing. So basically, uh, you know, Arun Jaitley in his speech said that uh, employees provident fund and other recognized provident funds will be uh, taxed on maturity. 40% will not be taxed. 60% will be taxed. This is what he said in his budget speech. Now, my contention is that, you know, given that he gave a 100-minute speech, uh, he could have spent a couple of minutes extra trying to explain the entire thing uh, in a little better way, or he could have possibly added an, an extra to the speech, given that a change which is as huge as this is impacts a huge number of people. Now, the moment he stopped, uh, you know, the moment he made this statement, I mean, I was on Twitter, and within 30 seconds, you know, people started flashing, saying things like 60% of uh, EPF is now taxable. And then people said, how can this, you know, uh, why, why are they doing this, so on and so forth. And by the time Jaitley finished his speech, uh, you know, entire hangama was on on Twitter and Facebook. So, <clears throat> there's one level of, uh, you know, clarification that should have come in at Jaitley's level. Then uh, in the evening, our uh, Minister of State for Finance, Jan Sinha, was on TV and uh, he explained the entire thing. 
and he got half of it right and he got half of it wrong so he the part he got right was where where he said that 40% will be tax free 60% if you use that to buy annuities that will also be tax free then he made a statement which was incorrect in which he said that uh the income that you earn from that annuity will also be tax free which is incorrect as per the income tax act as of now income from an annuity is taxable mm-hmm. then vikram chandra uh, he was an ndtv so vikram chandra pointedly asked him that will ppf which is public provident fund also come under this entire uh, new change and sinha uh, you know in a very political way he 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 neither said yes nor did he say no because my guess is he did not know whether ppf would come under the new change or not vikram chandra on his part seemed to have concluded that ppf will come under this change so in the late night you know 9:30 10 whenever the comment was made another round of hangama started on twitter and facebook that now ppf is also taxable in the morning the revenue secretary next morning that is uh, revenue secretary uh, hasmuk adia uh, said uh, came i mean i think he, he told pti that uh, ppf will not be uh, taxable so obviously you know one part of what uh, sinha said was wrong then uh, you know adia introduced another level of uh, confusion into the entire thing wherein he said that only the interest that has accumulated uh, on 60% of the corpus invested after you know 60% of the money invested after april 1st 2016 will be taxable uh, which was wrong because jetly had not said so neither did the finance bill said so say so then the finance ministry had to put out a clarification in which all the points uh, were cleared and they said that the corpus will be taxable and they also said that it will be taxable only in case of private sector employees it will not be taxable for public sector employees so for a private sector employee in order to make the entire thing tax free he has to buy you know annuities 60% of the money has to go into annuities whereas for a public sector employee he can withdraw his entire amount and still be, you know uh, not need to pay any tax on it right so uh, you know this clarification could have just been one page in the annexure of the budget speech and it would have saved us you know a, a whole lot of trouble because you know people just went uh, you know everything you know it was so confusing that everybody had an opinion and and a lot of people actually got you know afraid and i got so many calls so a lot of people didn't even realize that this is only true for investments which will be made from april 1st 2016 onwards so people who are about to retire will hardly be impacted so you know these are things that uh, which what it tells you is one you know either the ministers and the top bureaucrats were very badly briefed or they were not they didn't realize the the enormity of the change that they were proposing okay i have a question here Right. So see you got such an uninterrupted run. Yeah, I was about to say never in the history of podcast or te- Indian television has a panelist been given so much time. <laughs> <laughs> is that why you're kicking sorry. me under the table <laughs> saying ab mujhe hi bolne de. No. See, is that I'm why you're waking me up? I, sorry, can I? Yeah. Uh, whatever whatever I spoke right now, I mean this is after two days of continuously following the debate i have given you a gist in you know probably 3 or 4 minutes that no, actually it was very useful yes uh, nature yeah. but just one thing uh, deepanjana you have anything to jump in with before i continue with on this subject in matters of budget i will not be jumping at all okay <laughs> now what you said uh, vivek hmm. uh, 
uh, that only people who are retiring after April will be impacted, right? No, no, no. What I'm saying is that the investments that you make after 1st April 2016 right. in your employees provident fund will be impacted by this change. So you mean Joe? all the PPF that we have accumulated until now is safe? 100% of that is safe? 100% of that is free. Now, there is no tax on it. Exactly. So now that is something that people didn't know. So I, yeah. I, I saw people who had said that if I retire today, 40% of my money will go. In fact, graphics are also saying that. That is completely inaccurate. Is no, that no, right? That's the point. Yeah, that's wrong. And that's why, I, you know, that is so why one I said. So, so that is wrong. That is inaccurate. So all those graphics, hello, our listeners, that you saw that if you retire tomorrow and if you're getting 40 lakhs or that 20 lakhs goes is wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong because see, that's what I said. What happens is because of the proliferation of the media, everybody wants to, you know, be there first. And because people then, you know, just see the superficial thing and do not read the details. I mean, as I said, everything is not there in the finance minister's speech. I mean, he could have added an annexure, but since he did not, that created a, you know, whole lot of confusion. But if you read the finance bill, it was pretty clear. There was no confusion at all. Anyone who understands that kind of language, if you would have read it, it was very, very clear as to what they were trying to achieve. But the thing now, is, the if for anyone who understands, and the thing in our country is, even ministers find it hard no, to see on TV so, that I don't know. I'll check and whole, get back to you. No one which is the whole pro problem. You know, the, the bureaucrats, the ministers, you know, they should have understood the enormity of the change that they were proposing and they should have just added one page to the annexure of the budget. It would have taken care of everything. Okay, uh, now um, Madhu is wearing a really trendy pair of spectacles. Yeah. Madhu, really cool. I wish people could see you. Really? Take a picture. And Anand is raising his hand. Anand is raising a hand. You can show me. Avinand, can I get a minute? Can I get three? Vivek, I just wanted to, you know, a couple of clarifications on what you just said. Sure. Which lasted five minutes. But, you know. They're never going to stop ribbing you on this. I didn't. Just ignore them. Anand. They're very rude. The first is, do you think, after all this halabaloo that has happened, not halabaloo, speak like Nupur Sharma. Hulabaloo. Okay, hulabaloo. Do you think the finance minister is going to roll back this EPF decision? And the second... Sorry, okay. No, no, you come up with the second question, please. All right, the second question is... See, he doesn't let you talk. Okay, let's stick to content. Okay, the second question is... Uh, do you agree with this decision, even if it's after 1st April that you say, notwithstanding hmm. the fact that the people who have their deposits or the assets in EPF are not going to be affected before hmm. the 11th April, but after 1st April, do you agree with this decision? And hmm. second, do you think it's going to he's going to roll this back? See, uh, if, you, if you look at the content of the clarification that the Ministry of Finance put out, and if you read the last point, uh, in which they say that they are considering it. And uh, it, the tone suggests that if, you know, even if they don't kind of, uh, you know, take it back, they'll probably dilute it uh, to some level. Uh, as far as the second question is concerned, I mean, the answer is not so straightforward. Uh, I'll tell you why. Because, see, this, the, the thing that they're trying to do here is, you know, in, in, again, in technical terms, referred to as EEP, which is basically exempt, exempt tax. Uh, as of now, what we have in case of many tax-saving instruments is EEE, which is exempt, exempt, exempt. So basically, when you make an investment, the investment is, you can deduct that from your taxable income. When you earn an interest from it, it is tax-free. And when you finally get that money, 
that is tax-free as well. Uh, in case of EET, what they're trying to do is that when you get the final corpus, you pay tax on it. So, in 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 you know what you're trying to do essentially is you are essentially postponing tax, but ultimately you are paying for it. Now, this change was proposed as a part of uh, direct taxes code, which was uh, you know put forward I think in 2009. For six seven years, it's been you know gathering dust, and suddenly in this budget, it's been uh, you know taken out and. Uh, put forward. Abhai, now, oh, my, sorry, you, you mean to say that uh, Mr. Chidambaram proposed it first? Yes, it was. In fact, if you read, <laughs> it, if it was proposed by Mr. Chidambaram, and if you if you had read the original, uh, you know, the, the direct taxes code, which was supposed to replace the income tax act, it read like a breeze. I mean, any person with you know simple, in, you know, who could read English would have understood it. It was if it ha if that had happened, you know, tax laws in this country would have been simplified. To a terrific extent. Why didn't but it happen? It, it's very simple. Yeah. I mean, if, if tax laws are simplified, then the entire you know machinery which benefits from tax laws being complicated uh, would be you know would be out of action. So your CAs, all your for, you know all these firms, fancy you know who make a lot of money right. would obviously get out of the will if not get out of business, at least you know, their, their incomes would have fallen. Okay, we come back to tax. Sorry, just just cutting it. Come back to taxes uh, soon. I just want to bring Deepanjana in. Uh, hi, Deepanjana. First of all, welcome to Team News Laundry. Thank you. And we'll see you in Delhi soon. Uh, Very soon, yes. You wrote a piece today on this Kanhaiya's bail observations of the judge. Yeah. Uh, what kind of a court order was this? I mean, it is the most fast. It's, it's beyond Kafkaesque, it's beyond ridiculous, it's animal farm, it's everything. Hmm. And worrying. It's very, very worrying that this is an actual court order. Hmm. It really is. Because, I mean, aside from, aside from things like, you know, what is bringing under the ambit of, or into the ambit of investigation, which is an entire university and an entire culture of education, which we can actually argue is, you know, I mean, it's an older tradition than just uh, one university. But leaving all of that aside, how do you how do you sort of use this sort of language, this uh, treat, make these associations which are ridiculous, like turning around and saying that a slogan being shouted in a university campus is somehow demoralizing an, uh, a dead soldier's family. Hmm. What is this connection? In fact, we wrote two pieces on this connection, uh, but yeah, um, I, even I thought it was really worrying when I saw that and, and um, I think it has serious repercussions on how freedom of expression is actually interpreted in our country. Uh, Anand has something to say, but before that, I'll just give a last introduction of uh, Panjana. She used to be a senior editor at First Post and she's also authored the book, The Painter, a biography of Raja Ravi Verma. That means you understand art. Because <laughs> that's something I always find fascinating whenever, like, I, I, you know, when I go to a gallery... Don't answer that, Dipanjana, please. I stand in front of a painting and I like kind of hold my chin and I nod and I'm like, well, what am I looking for? Oh yeah, so I now, then you say, oh, this looks like an ear, this looks like a foot. That's how you look at art. Ah. Well done. Because this is what Karan Thapar did when he was interviewing at Art Today, an Art Today event. Hmm. Where he was interviewing um, a, a panel of artists, including Bharti Kher, Anjali Menon, Dhyanita Singh hmm. and two others that I don't remember. And he quoted uh, Bharti uh, as saying that, for me, 
I, it's my art is sensual. I see from my ears. I, you know, a quote like that. Mm. I taste it. I taste it from my eyes. Mm. So he sort of was mockingly asking her about this quote. I'm not being accurate about the quote, but mm. the sense was that. And she took him. Really? She just took him. She first. So that means he's like me. He doesn't understand art. Yeah, but if you're going to interview someone, if you interview a politician, mm. you will do research. Right. If you interview anyone on farmers mm. or, or on uh, Monsanto or whatever, you are going to do your research. Mm. So why are you too too high and mighty to do some research on art? Also, I that mean, her pick point. your combat. That is, you're coming right? into Don't my world. Don't take on Bharti K. Sorry. Like, don't take on Bharti Kher without doing your research. Exactly. She's like, one woman I feel extremely comfortable with. Is she related to Anupam Kher? Sorry, I don't know anything. No, not I at know. all. She's totally the opposite. <laughs> See, she I, is I don't brilliant. Know anything about her. She's brilliant. Huh. She is. N no one can take her ass. She is strong. She's one of. The, she's Frida Kahlo of India. Okay. Anand, that's something to say on yes. the Supreme Court. H hastily ignoring the last comment, <laughs> which is <laughs> moving, moving swiftly <laughs> on. Yeah, moving swiftly on. on. But, uh, something that you were saying about, you know, uh, totally changing, uh, going back to what we were talking about, the court order. Right. You know, you were saying that we'd written earlier about uh, these associations that are being made with the army and yeah. uh, deaths of soldiers. So hmm. something that struck me then, which I meant to say, that's the other thing that has been kind of worrying of late, which is that there's so much of discourse, particularly because, you know, we've got websites and blogs and blah, blah, all of this stuff. There's a lot of discussion on a lot of topics that are high profile cases. And it's a little bit worrying when the court starts following the tenor of the discourse in the media. Mm. That's what mm. happened with the talwars. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, uh, just to make a couple of points, I mean, I really liked uh, the Panjana's article, but, uh, you know, two points that come to mind. One is obviously the honorable judge, uh, <clears throat> uh, you know, whose decision I would, anyone should abide by. Um, but, you know, uh, in the sense, uh, unless you, you know, appeal to a higher court. Hmm. I don't like uh, reverent people. <laughs> they make me nervous. I get a stomachache. <laughs> but, I mean, the, the, the whole point is that, uh, you know, she obviously got carried away. This was like, she's probably seen a lot of Manoj Kumar movies yeah. and Mere Desh Ki Dharti and all that. It was a, uh, uh, you know, obviously appalling uh, piece of uh, writing, con especially considering that it's not a court order in the sense it's not a verdict, it's a bail order. And she's being so influenced just, by dated Bollywood films. Right. So, uh, but, you know, so that's point number one. The other point which is more important, I think, is that uh, we also have to accept that because of the country we live in, because of the rules that have been set, they have been set by the constitution, they have been set by the Indian Penal Code, which was originally drafted by Macaulay, the judges have to abide by it. So, for example, if the judge, you know, cites the uh, uh, section 124A of the IPC, which is uh, relating to sedition, the judge cannot formulate a law on his or her own. I mean, the judge can only go by this. So, the judge can only go by clause 2. But the judge can interpret because that exactly. is where exactly, for example... So, now, are we, are we, so this discretion of interpretation is, you know, what should not be there because then either you respect what the judge has interpreted or you say, look, this judge is an illiterate idiot, he is not interpreting, I mean, you know what I mean? No, no, but, so, but there's, there's a difference. Um, so, this is a little bit hair-splitting, I agree. Yeah. But one, one has to have the uh, space to question a verdict. 
Now, but just, just to interrupt you for a second and you can continue once yeah, I say sure. this. At this moment, Prime Minister uh, Narendra Modi is in Parliament and he's saying people can question us. This is not Stalin's Russia. Hmm. He cites Good to know. censorship in Stalinist Russia. Yeah, it's like after uh, they've just done this thing on controlling the internet. Yeah, they'll have which a I've, I've, Have negative. you put my article up? Uh, no, it'll go up after this, okay. after Hafta. Um, uh, sorry, Manisha, you but have... No, but let her finish, I interrupted sorry. her. Yeah, Deepanjana. No, uh, my, my point was just this, that we have to have the space to uh, question the verdict without casting personal aspersions upon the judge. I'm not at all surprised or appalled because the courts have routinely come out with such wise judgments and for me collective consciousness was equally appalling mm. and I kind of agree with Anand where I do think she got carried away it's like you know sometimes you attend those church weddings where priests once yeah. they're done with getting the two people married they go into these long lectures and family planning and moral values and all that yeah. so I think she realized this was her moment mm. and I must say something say something <clears throat> wonderful and then she just what is she, she Shubha Day? I mean, what is this? She's a she judge. She knew that there's media this attention. Moment, let me <laughs> she knew this was an important judgment. Everybody's going to watch. Then she should have about yeah, something good. But it's that's the popular sentiment, no? That this was wrong, that we're not going to tolerate Bharat Mata ka apman. No, but she went to the point what, that his I think thoughts have to be monitored, his actions have to be monitored. He has to be in this that's infection. That's what I'm saying. It's like that priest has, He has to be given antibiotics. Vivek, what do you think? On this verdict. I mean, this was, I mean, the verdict was along what the popular janta has been thinking. So, I mean, I mean, I find it a little surprising that we are surprised, given that <laughs> if you, yeah, yeah, I mean, if you look at the fact that, uh, you know, judges also are ultimately from the same sample of people who think in this particular way, so. Right. I mean, honestly, I didn't find it surprising. I mean, we can kind of debate about the fact that what she wrote was whether correct, whether it was correct or incorrect. But I mean, honestly, I mean, the way the debate has evolved over the last, uh, you know, five six months, I don't find these things surprising at all. I mean, I see all uh, these kind of people all around me, and people. Some of them are people I have had tremendous respect for. Right. But that's the way people think, so uh, I don't find it surprising. So I just have one, yeah, just Anand, one point before I you, like, Wayne, yeah, I just okay. want to say one thing about what you said earlier about, you know, when a judge says something, either we have to accept it, A, we don't have to accept it. I don't think we have to accept it at all. We can reject it, we can disagree, and I think that is healthy. A judge's statement is not a mathematical truism or a law of science, which cannot be challenged unless you empirically prove it. It's interpretation. And I'd love to give you an example of this guy called Antonin Scalia who died. He was a very conservative mm -hmm. judge that he's vacated yes. the Supreme Court and that's become an election issue. And of course, everyone went on and saying what a great man he was. In fact, he was, uh, you know, conservative, but his interpretation of the free speech uh, law, uh, how he interpreted it and uh, it was amazing what he did. I, you know, there are articles on it. We'll provide some links. Uh, no, but Abhinandan, what I meant was not that, you know, you just say, Ki, Are bhai, it's a lovely judgment. Thank you, Your Honor. No. I meant it. Every everything has to reach a logical conclusion, and in in our country, at least, the laws according to the law, the logical conclusion uh, reach uh, you know is reached when the Supreme Court decides. Even Supreme Court judgments, as we know, have been overturned by the Parliament. Yeah. Okay. So, but and we had Mr. Katju on the Supreme Court, and you know we know the kind of things he said. So. Right. <laughs> you but know. you know. So, but you, what I meant was not, uh, in the sense, accept respect. I mean, th there is a thin line. So, you know, you. Uh, a Supreme Court makes a judgment, 
you can't i mean like medha patkar you know run on the next day call for a uh, you know andolan on the streets ki bhai whatever supreme court has said we going to protest against but it why not? get the revolution I, I don't know whether one can or can't is it depends you know, on what has to, been said i i i think so is I, that purely because you think there is a certain order and you follow it like does it just make more thing, things more yeah you know there has but to when be, you mean like it's a logical conclusion logical conclusion mean? meaning that somebody we we actually accept that a person uh, you know is a professional for example uh, let me give you an example of uh, uniform civil code ucc for example so we and if you read the judgment i wrote a piece on this it's a fantastic judgment by the supreme court hmm? and so we accept it per se that they they are professionals who have looked into the entire you know the whole uh, story and come up with a fantastic judgment now you <clears> think so well you saying we what i'm saying is you're speaking on everyone's behalf everyone may not think so that's what i'm saying well i mean you know the whole point is that you, you, i think that the surgeon has done well okay you may say no the surgeon has not done well right but what i mean is there has to be a logical conclusion everywhere no they need not that's what i'm saying well on stuff like the, this they need not what rajiv gandhi said was no i don't think that this judgment is correct because i have my political uh, uh, you know but then that uh, is a logical conclusion if you're saying go by what is written in the constitution the constitution allows the parliament to overrule the supreme court in which case that should be then in which case we which should not be able to argue with that which has been misused many times if you if i'm just to extend that argument of take it to the logical conclusion yes. the logical conclusion and when you say final conclusion yeah. is the parliament yes it is and once the parliament is overturned the supreme yeah. court then we say now that's we can't argue with, with that the, with the, uh, so the shabani okay? no, but hang on i did not say that let's uh, you know not argue with that at no point have i said that you know i accept the supreme court's judgment that you know but i'm saying there is a difference that's why i said accept and respect the judgment so i respect the judgment that the even though i completely disagree with what rajiv gandhi did i respect the judgment because that is the last call that the parliament made in its wisdom or lack of it theek so that is but that but i i like hmm. to come back to the sedition thing you know that the panjina was uh, talking about and her article as well so i did not know this until last week hmm. that in 2012 there were 8000 sedition cases filed okay under when upa was uh, you know ruling us 8000 sedition cases filed in one go on the on you know against one single protest of the nuclear plant okay anand i so, have two requests yes in news laundry we will never use ruling party or anyone's rule we okay. do not live in anyone's rule do you remember we had come governing. to that decision governing party governing. and governing so no one rules us and there's no ruling party there are governing parties and we are governed प्रधान सेवक यू मीन सो ओके ऑन दैट ऑल दो आई विल जस्ट क्विकलीटेड is by an interview of that uh, with s that uh, activist's name is so the reporter spoke to the activist and he said 8000 people have been charged with sedition now i'm not sure that 8000 people were charged with sedition i know about 8 or 10 were and that is reflected in the data we have so that that headline is based on the interview of an activist it it's not based on the data of of that 8000 people could be charged with sedition and the world doesn't know no it doesn't reflect in the ncrb data and we've done a, a piece yeah, on that we've done a pretty detailed piece a detailed piece on that sorry so we'll just move on to the next uh, madhu what do you want to go with you spoken the least but before you come in i want to provoke you with one question yeah 
coming back to this Antonin Scalia when he died everyone said you know he was such a brilliant mind an intellectual giant ye wo toota uske interview cnn back to back dikha raha tha even the most liberal commentators were saying you know we disagreed with him intellectually but you could not argue with his you know wisdom and ye wo toota and i loved bill maher's show because yeah, just because he's dead he's become a great man i have one answer to that you remember that movie devdas sharukh khan's devdas Huh. when his father dies huh. and he's sitting and comes for the chautha hmm. or the funeral chautha baitha and he's drunk and he says kitna acha aadmi tha hated the man <laughs> kitna badhiya kaam karta tha huh. and he's in his sarcasm he's reciting what everybody says when somebody dies and nobody means it <laughs> now i'm saying when someone, i thought that was a brilliant scene when someone dies and everybody goes on to how great he is It's a, it's a worldwide thing it's just an indian thing but in india someone like bill maher would have been trashed i mean he could not even got away with that show just because someone's right do we only have to say nice things about him we've had this we've, we've had this discussion on obituaries earlier on obituaries yeah, earlier whether they should hey anyway, that's the question have if anyone also weigh on that please come i would come be in. uncomfortable uh, when somebody is dead hmm. to write something negative i would just ignore it hmm. i think maybe not on the Maybe same day That's okay. That's okay. He'll be paid out. Okay? Depends. Okay, so he basically said, uh, you know, about Faiz Ahmed Faiz that. Wait a minute. Faiz Ahmed Faiz se badke koi shayar nahi. Chaman me baith ke roz mare hai virani ki gaad. Something. Okay, I mean, I mean, I may not be right with the exact wordings, uh, wording, but this is bah, what he bah. said. But this is nice. I mean, Mukarram. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> cleverly where you can cover it you with can, some you can write light sarcasm you, know, you, you in, can in praise and, and you can but the problem with that ma'am is that you know uh, everybody doesn't understand did you say ma'am you know what is being said madhu saying did you say ma'am there are no yeah, ma'ams or sirs here <laughs> just call her auntie national <laughs> 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 
Okay, so you know uh, the other the big thing in the budget is what uh, Mr. Jaitley has called a compliance window, and he said it's not an amnesty scheme. Right. So basically, you know what what they're trying to do is you pay, uh, you know, if you have black money and if you declare it to the government, you need to pay thirty percent tax on it. Uh, there is a seven and a half percent surcharge and a seven and a half percent seven and a half percent penalty on it. So basically, if you're paying fifteen percent extra, the law of the land will not apply on you. Okay. Now mm. I find this is to be a very very weird uh, and in fact it's a very elitist thing to do as well. Right. And you're essentially you know telling people in this country, few people in this country who actually pay tax, that you know, boss, you you know you basically made every honest taxpayer look like an idiot. Right. And uh, I mean I find that to be quite sad given that okay at the end of the day the idea is to raise money. Now money can be raised in various ways. it is you know people don't know that the government of india owns 11% stake in itc now itc is a cigarette maker mm. when the government keeps running anti tobacco ads it you know you can't run anti tobacco ads at one end and you know own 11% of the biggest cigarette maker in the country correct very good point so if they were to sell that stake they could easily raise you know as of 25 to 30000 crore rupees Mm. So, if there are options like these which are available, why are we, you know, trying to pander to guys who have actually not paid their taxes and, you know, give them an option of paying fifteen percent extra? And, and of course, uh, there's the obvious moral hazard as well as your, uh, you've been covering uh, business for a long time. And quickly, we lose Abdul Madhu. You please come in about the speech. Uh, I don't know if you know when the last, you know, amnesty happened, the corridors of power of power of corridors, which we call them. there were whispers that it was only done to benefit a particular bureaucrat who had a lot of money and because we can't prove it we can't name him are you aware of what i'm talking about uh, i mean i don't know about the, the bureaucrat's case but yes i mean i'm aware of the fact that there was a vdis in 1997 and yes. they did raise a lot of money so i mean you know i just think it's um, i i yeah i agree i think it just is shocking so, that something like that you know happen. there is i think you know i i i kind of put a facebook post uh, you know today morning and my you know i have a i the way i look at it is if if you remember you know a certain newspaper started an entertainment supplement sometime in the mid 90s a certain newspaper oh god what a mystery so, okay so and uh, what they did was that after a while they realized that some journalists and some photographers are taking money from celebrities in order to feature them in that supplement right and, and vivek may so i interrupt you that's a story that was given that, out know, instead of letting them make that money why not do it ourselves and uh. then the entire thing was kind of institutionalized wherein you can walk in to the newspaper newspaper's office buy space and get whatever you want to be published published right. now this is the way it works across the industry now i mean so my guess is not you know, a news laundry sir Not on news no, not laundry. Because no one will say, pay us for nothing. <laughs> no, I, I said, I said newspapers. I no, wait one say, second. <laughs> the point is that you can justify 
this by saying ke uh, 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 superintendent of police can say ke niche ka constable paise le raha hai to wo kyun paise banaye to hum sab sab hafta ikattha lenge this is ridiculous it's a, it's a silly story which was floated about samir jain i think the real story was that when he saw uh, he was inspired by virgin ka branson hmm and he saw that branson was doing all these antics i, I thought that was malia no that was uh, <laughs> that's a popular and that was branson and he saw that he was doing all these antics to get into the press and the press was covering him and that's in an interview he said that's what inspired him that if he's doing all this to to get in why don't we charge him for it okay i want to Maybe, come back I mean, sorry vivek quickly you'll have to finish in 20 seconds i want to move so, on to rahul speech yeah i mean so the point being that you know instead of you know uh, up until now you know the income tax department was probably being bribed so that you know the black money guys are left in peace so now you know now you directly can bribe the government and get away with it so that's the point i'm trying to make so the entire thing the bribe is now being institutionalized you pay us 15% and we'll let you go good point now rahul uh, speech rahul speech madhu you know um it can only be called by in and i'm being extremely generous uh i would say that his speech making and speech writers whoever they are if they if they are there seem to come from uh, an adolescent smart alecky um hmm. mind space and and especially in his delivery after he says something like fair and lovely and then smiles and waits for applause and laughter because that's when he was rehearsing that's what happened at home instead <laughs> instead he gets these people shouting and screaming and everything and then the poor baby looks hurt it's literally like uh watching a child i'm sorry it's it's and really as, sad as mr modi is a sweet guy but he's extremely uh shows lack of learning that he's not learning anything he keeps repeating the same kind of mannerisms of being smart alecky and then you have narendra modi answering him today by quoting indira gandhi jawaharlal nehru and rajiv gandhi to answer his speech <laughs> now that's a skillful response i'm sorry uh, whichever side you support i don't support either but the fact of the matter is that this round goes to the heavyweight yeah okay my 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 you know i don't agree on the speech writers bit when i read his speech huh, today he is relieved bitchar anyway so No, when I read the speech in Indian Express today, I was more impressed than when I heard it. I read the points, and a lot of the points were sensible, and I was like, okay, these are things people should be talking about. The point, the problem is with the delivery. He is like that, you know, like that boyfriend you have who says the right things on the right occasions, but he doesn't mean it, and you know he doesn't mean it. It's no, it's true. Nice. So I, I felt when I read it, I was like, hey, nice, you know, whatever he said, somebody should have said this, but he says it, and he doesn't mean it, and you know, he just doesn't feel it. and i think most national leaders do that i think even modi does it i think regional leaders are far more they have far more feelings in their speech like mamta national she has leaders, so many feelings she punch in the face no, of the mamta, feelings no mamta nitish <laughs> when we went when we went to interview her no. kolkata i have never been so scared of anyone except my mother when i was 5 no mamta <laughs> nitish arvind kejriwal they they connect with the audience they have you know they're talking to the audience they mean audience. what they say punch is the least modi of my worries modi appear to mean what bass is the other one that i think modi as a national leader also does not uh, i find him a little i 
feel he doesn't feel what he's, he's saying. He's also like he's but, like that. He not only he's like that boyfriend who doesn't mean it. He's like the husband who doesn't mean it. <laughs> but but uh, the fact That's is that you common. you would trust Modi more because he has uh, great work behind him to at least you'd at least say okay, do be calm. Trust Modi. With whatever he says, you still cut him a little. Flat. Here is my I butt in and correct you. Manisha. No, I would. As opposed to Rahul Gandhi, who's done nothing, so you know, not to, I mean, what's going on? You're saying you're not doing anything, and we're seeing you. But as you a, had your chance, and then you didn't do anything. Other people can get away with this because at least they have work behind Anand, them too. You and then Deepanjana can also yeah, come. Yeah, I mean, look, you see, the point is that uh, <clears throat> it's all very well to bash Rahul Gandhi, and I'll be the first one to do that because hmm. I, in fact, it's pointless talking about him. What is more important is to, you know. basically come to the realization that this government under mr modi has completely reneged on all its promises that it made now vivek talked about 11% owning of itc mm. what about uh, uh, you know air owning india? of uh, air india what about uh, it uh, uh, itdc hotels mm. ashok and when he says maximum uh, governance minimum government and government has no business to be in business i, I mean this is bjp supporter what happened Anand we're looking for writers on our panel <laughs> everyone's complaining you don't have any writers on hafta is it allowed i said i trust modi third, <laughs> third straight week madhu is on to something <laughs> uh, no but but what do you think of the speech uh, anand uh, okay i i, so, I get you what you're saying just straight. look at the speech as the speech do you what did you think pedestrian as always but you know it's not it's not that's that too elegant content, to work i think the content was not bad okay. i think elegant to work for him deepanjana you know i i think uh, for me what was more interesting than the speech itself was the fact that within 24 hours there was uh, there were so many senior leaders from the bjp who were acknowledging it um mm. rather than letting it go as a little bit of showbotry which is what it seemed like to me when i heard it um but you know it just sort of shows that he is getting to be taken seriously which i suppose he should given the role that he plays in the uh congress party but but like uh, like madhu was saying it just seemed very juvenile to me frankly i i sort of felt like this is a college kid trying to get my attention hmm vivek what did you think of the speech vivek are you with us it's not about the budget he doesn't care <laughs> okay, we lost vivek uh, anyway so we'll move on to the next i, I mean i just went on the speech i thought it was I have never seen Rahul this confident, and he's I always cocky. In the, uh, come on, Abhinandan, he's always cocky. In the earlier speeches, when his government was in power, he looked like he couldn't, like you couldn't make out what he's saying. There was zero confidence. It was yeah, like he was true. a nervous wreck. And the one thing that I think the learning is that it is way more easy to be in opposition than it is to be in government because. The way he was, he's got matak. nothing left to lose. No, he's not. So, just a matak matak ke bola tha. He says it's gone. Poof, and he looked around and he smiled. Wait, pehle when his. I love that waiting for response because wah Priyanka thi or mummy thi or dost thi. But when his mother was in power, ghar ke bache the. Ajay Mathur. When his mother was in power and Manmohan Mamu was in power, then when he would get up and speak, you could see him shaking literally. The cockiness nii tha. So I think you forgot he changed after his sabbatical. No, no, Madhu sabbatical. They went after they lost, na? Haan. Then after he came back from his sabbatical, he came back so all just. That's what I'm just... saying. So as in opposition, you get more cocky and confident. When you were in power, आपके तो चूनी निकलती थी because you know. Anyway, 
but i think just one final point i like to make you know about the the speeches that we go on uh, you know yeah. talking about or dissecting i think what this government has probably realized i don't know whether you know the suit boot jibe uh, oh. kind of affected modi or That's not what i mean. I, I, no, but you see, the point is that if you look at the government spending on agriculture, and I, yesterday I was looking at this data, I mean, there is a complete about turn from what was happening in the last two years. If you look at the, the amount the Modi government's allocated to the Ministry of Agriculture, hmm. okay, so uh, in 2014, in 2013, the UP had allocated 18,000 crores. And uh, 2014 and 15, Jaitley allocated 10,000 crores. So it is a flat. Now suddenly it is 18,000 crores. So they have realized, you know, that, right. you know, like NDA won, uh, you know, we, we are going to lose elections if we completely, uh, uh, you know, go on a path where we don't spend on agriculture and we do not, you know, are populist. And let us also remember a scam which has gone unheralded, which is the CAG unearthed $7 billion of subsidy this government did not put in into the accounts. And what was happening is that people this are saying... This government? This government, uh, ND, and NDA too. This government did not declare, this is the CAG report, $7 billion worth of subsidies. So what it is, it, you know, it's shouting, shouting from the rooftops, uh, wanting in FDI saying that, look, we have decreased subsidies, decreased subsidies. It's they a business take it off the books. Yeah, take it off the books. So that they've done an Enron. Okay. So right now, this government is socially right and economically left. It is unsustainable. <laughs> oh dear God. There That's are five state elections, they're going for it, makes sense. But also on your point, I was very surprised with NREGA because the perception was that this government was not going to put in money into leaky social schemes. I expected Arun Jaitley to at least say something about what they're going to do to plug the holes. Yeah, yeah on this lesson, there is an excellent investigative report done in uh, by Sandeep Pai in Hindustan Times. It talked about uh, Deaths caused because of delays in NREGA payments, documented deaths, suicides. Hmm. And what, why this was happening was because when a scheme, a guarantor uh, scheme like this comes to a village, people don't migrate. You stay back because now you have a scheme that guarantees employment and wage. So you create a dependence and then you don't live up to it and then you have these people committing suicide. And it's criminal. So if you're putting in so much money, I would have expected something on... What are they going to do about the leakages? Yeah. So I mean, and last, last year they gave thirty-three thousand crores for uh, you know Enrega, Manrega. Mm -hmm. This year it's thirty-eight thousand five hundred. And do you so believe, they've actually increased. Do you, do you believe uh, Rahul Gandhi when he said that uh, Arun Jaitley came to me and he said he thought that the Manrega scheme is a t is a wonderful scheme, and I told him why don't you go tell that to your boss? Do you believe that story? I don't believe that story. I didn't hear that story. I did. He said it. They kept. They played it on loop several times. That's wow. I don't know, dude. You. I mean, anyway. I don't see Arun Jaitley saying that. I. Yeah. Actually, even I don't. He's too smart for that. Okay. Let's just move on to the next. Uh, before I do, I just like to tell all our audience that News Only Hafta is also available on SoundCloud and as well as on iTunes. If you're listening to this podcast on SoundCloud, you can find the iTunes link below in the description. And all those listening in SoundCloud, the references to the pieces that we talk about. The links are on our News Laundry Hafta page, not on the SoundCloud page. And also this Hafta is produced by Karthik Nijhavan. Thank you, Karthik. Uh, coming back to what's been in the news last week. I can, can I bring up one thing? I think there's a media propaganda war going on about this Ishraj Jahan issue. Yes, you come to that. So when you see Srinivasan Jain's story, mm. it is literally like falling into the trap of NDTV's sole leftist is so supporting the Congress, always, you know, against 
this thing of catching terrorists, let all the terrorists go, why did they hang Yakub Memon? So mm. he is falling into that category. Mm. And as you see now, Times now is giving the opposite. Mm. And he's, uh, NDTV is running this, in, and all the... Uh, People have taken positions. They've taken positions on this story. Now this is not a story which is like an opinion piece. These are facts. Hmm. But the which facts you choose to choose to, that's where this proper, it's, it is pure propaganda in full play right now. Right. It is, a, it is what, if I was teaching in a, in a journalism institute right now, I would make this a case study for them. What do you think, news laundry ka kya take hona chahiye? Matlab, wo thi ki nahi thi. Ab badao. We'll follow that line. Look. I have one question. 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 I have I don't think, he never says A, that Ishrat Jahan is an He was given three options. He was given options, he says I think. So I don't really don't know, but I really don't. He chose a name. I don't think it matters whether she's a terrorist or not. It's still a fake encounter. And the point is that even if the other person, I mean, we don't know whether it is or not, but it has to be investigated. Because even if she was, the point is that she was unarmed apparently. And you bypass a certain system and decide to kill the other person. So the question is about is encounters and not whether she's a terrorist yeah, but you or see, what. When you're coming from your frame of mind, and perhaps many of us in this room, you're right. But there are a lot of people who feel that if she was... It doesn't matter. Law doesn't, doesn't matter. Then, then a fake encounter Which is, is also justified. Worrying. But although, but that's not the only debate. I think, yes, that is a debate, but there is an equally important debate, if not more important, was she a terrorist or not? Like, we can come to the debate you're talking about later, but I think this is also important because what it does show is that if a man like Chidambaram, yeah, that, for that, political yeah. reasons, could misuse his position on the Home Ministry to completely, I mean, that is, that is more worrying. Okay, not more, that's as worrying as law being bypassed. Um, Anand, so let's take a vote. What should our position be? <laughs> <laughs> I think our, our, see, I mean, our position is very clear. You know, I have a BJP view. You have an AAP view. Madhu has a commie view. So, Me? You know, a so, commie view? <laughs> I can't be put in any but, uh, You know, to come back to what Madhu was saying, I, I think what is happening right now is the that... The propaganda is intriguing me. No, but Madhu, this is, in, in, a, in a very macabre sense, this is democratization of opinion. Hmm. So one news channel will simply state out its own opinion, which is vociferous and, you know, maybe right or wrong or whatever. And the other news channel will give the totally other thing. One news channel would say, Headley is right. We must believe in Headley. The other news channel will say, oh, Pille was a, has become a stooge. He is an Adani agent now. So, you know, I mean, the whole point is we have to watch like we've been traditionally reading, you know, the Times of India, the Hindu, uh, you know, the Hindustan Times, we have to watch three or four different news channels mm. to, to kind of make to sense of what is going on. No, no, it is kind of nice. I watch right. three or four channels to get completely confused. Uh, either <laughs> that or, you know, you... Yeah, Abhi, Abhi, can I say something? Please. Okay, you know, uh, how can you form a view by watching three or four news channels? I mean, that will confuse you even more. <laughs> I just said that, hello, you don't repeat on this program. <laughs> Not yeah. really. I, I think, you know, I'm of the opinion that the more... You listen and the more you read, even though it... The more you, you know, read is different. The, the more, more you read is different, Anand. 
Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I watch NDTV hmm. and I, I, you know, whatever they say, it registers. And then I watch Times Now, whatever they say, and then I make up my mind. That, I make up exactly. Mind. I think I think Anand has a very good point. I'll, and I'll just tell you, uh, uh, one person who tried to... Uh, sorry, Deepanjana, you want to weigh in on this? Have you been watching? I just said, I mean, I was, uh, I was listening to you guys saying about, you know, the completely polar opposite points of view that are being put across by channels. And... Uh, Yes, of course, it is confusing, but I think from another point of view, when you're sort of constantly getting these updates that this person's uh, testimony is fake and that person has come up with a new revelation, we're increasingly losing out on reliable sources. Right. Because it's like, what do you trust? Now, that is a very important question. What well, do you not trust? the government, not the media, no. not the judiciary, no. not the police, not the politicians. Exactly. So who are you left Not the with? lawyers. You you, you cannot yourself, trust the so. state, you cannot trust law enforcement, you cannot trust judiciary and you cannot trust the fourth estate. I can't trust Who students, there's mass cheating going on. But I think you, you should trust public funded media the most. Because <laughs> they, this so. guy's incorrigible. <laughs> they, they, suck. They, they, they kind Look of. Look out for what we write about Ishwar Jahan tomorrow. So, no, but you know, uh, Rajdeep tried to strike the balance because he had uh, this gentleman, uh, Satish Verma, who was the mm. SIT chief, you know, on who's accused of having burnt uh, that other gentleman uh, whose name is, uh, I'm so money. Money. Uh, with money. cigarette? So with, that's yeah, just, that's I, a very, I just, that's bizarre. Thing, but, but the thing is that uh, Rajdeep, while this guy wasn't on times now because either he doesn't want to be with Arnab or Arnab doesn't want to be with him because Arnab only wants to give the pille and the money side. So Rajdeep said, let me get this guy, but let me grill him so that he doesn't get a free run just like and money were getting a free run. So Rajdeep kept interrupting him. So, because Rajdeep thought that means grilling. So this guy says, listen, I think you're going to have to let me talk and explain what I'm saying because you're not understanding what I'm saying. So then Rajdeep had to back off a little. But I will say this, having heard both Mr. Money and, and uh, Satish Verma, what ends up happening is that it is because there's an IB guy and there is the SIT chief, okay? Both these are very important positions. It is, do you believe this guy, do you believe that guy? And here, when they start discrediting people with this is his intention and this is his conflict of interest, that is when your background checks start coming in because there is no logical reason. If I just see the face of it, why should I believe a Home Secretary above an SIT chief, for example? Or why should I believe an IB chief over a CBI chief? You know, both are... So, you know, it's, 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 it's a conundrum. Now, the thing is, uh, if I could just... Quickly, no, I'll finish. Do you believe this? Uh, there is an element of uh, whatever justification and an opinion on Pillai hmm. by a lot of people when they say that now Pillai is working for Adani. Do you think that is? Uh, you know, now the, now the thing is, I can see where it's coming from. I I don't have a view whether it's fair or unfair, but it will be scrutinized. If you're on a board of directors of Adani and a highly paying thing immediately after this, it will be. And I, I was on Anubha's. Uh, you know, when Anubha Bhonsle's book was launched on the northeast, and Mr. Pillai was on the panel. Okay, I was there at the launch. Now, they were talking about AFSPA should be, uh, you know, repealed. So, a lot of people said, you know, when there was some Congress gentleman who got up and said, I was of this view, uh, you know, there were journalists who said, I was of that view. Ajay Shukla made his views known on, on uh, AFSPA and he's a former army guy. Mr. Pillay said that, you know, someone said, what is your view? He says, yes, there are problems. What did you say in the meeting? He says, you know, I don't think I should talk about this. I, what my view on AFSPA was, was I will not talk about He was non-committal. Now, Again, I don't want to discredit Mr. Pillay because he may be a really decent guy, but I don't think it is un 
fair for someone who was in that panel or who was in that audience to say there you didn't even want to tell the view what your view on ofspa was no but do matlab you... you don't want to even and here you have a view so i don't honestly i don't have a position on this no, i but don't do you know. think it is fair for the media or someone to say that hmm. you know to actually bring out this fact that he is now working for adani i you know no i don't think it's uh, i don't think it's unfair no i mean so it's like that z journalist Ha ha ha! No, it's ha. not even. I knew you were going to say that, but it's, but it's not even close. But okay, anyway, wait, you wait, guys, you, know, you want to uh, win? Vivek <laughs> wants to win. Sorry, he hasn't spoken on this. Vivek, what should our position be? And after that, you know, someone I tell just, us. I just wanna, I just wanna. No, but no, no, was, no, 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 no. But I do see merit in what you were talking about last time, and this came to me because of the Headley confessions. I do think context is important. It's not entirely right that you just go with what. because no one said that this guy is a double crossing agent he thrives in these interrogation set for setups where he lies everyone was just taking everything he said for word and you had an interview that you can't ignore the fact that he's on his board now you can't ignore i that. guess context is yeah i give exactly. you a little bit of <laughs> okay uh, vivek can you hear us vivek yeah i you? can yeah. yeah so yeah what is what is your position if you have one it's very difficult to say i mean everybody you know you have these new revelations being made all the time hmm I guess unless someone sits down and writes a book on this, hmm. I mean even then we'll never know because you know if you look at the Arushi book, right? I mean it's very well researched, but there is still a certain bias towards her parents. Correct. So it's very difficult to you know in such situations to come up with to a conclusion as to what really happened. I mean you can at best only make an estimate from reading multiple sources, hmm. not watching you know different TV channels and coming to a conclusion. But I really don't know. Yeah, I don't have an answer. Okay. Um, so, and and I, I just wanted to make one correction. Yes. Basically, you know, the doggerel that uh, uh, I mean, Kushwan Singh did not say this about Faiz Ahmed Faiz. Faiz Ahmed Faiz had written it himself. Kushwan Singh reproduced it in Faiz Ahmed Faiz's obituary. Like he was used to. He wrote so many joke books. Which were jokes that all of our uncles had cracked, really? and then we read them on Kushwant Singh's joke book. I was like, "Ye the mere chaache da joke hai." So, wo wo to he 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 made a living of taking. No, but, and it's also true. In fact, Kushwant Singh had a habit of doing that. I remember when R K Narayan died, Kushwant Singh wrote an obituary. where he mentioned all sorts of things that you know arkanarayan forced me once we were in canada to go to a uh, you know a porn house to hmm. watch a film and you know things of that sort arkanarayan forced him that's so unbelievable yeah. so you know after somebody dies anyone can write anything like the guy like ishrat jahan they need to okay that's not a good joke yeah, okay so this uh, <laughs> everyone's kicking me this is not fair okay um, but it is true but what this happened when benazir died benazir died who was that uh, journalist yes, uh, bhatia bhatia who i mean shehzadi yeah. goodbye farewell uh, shehzadi i i, 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 I know what i mean you could write anything once a person is dead i read that book because now they don't they don't air the bold and the beautiful anymore maine kaha chalo main bhatia ji ki book pad lenda it was full of gossip uh, anyway so let's wind up now before we do we ask everyone on our panel to suggest things that were of value or that they thought were really terrible that they've read or seen in uh, mainstream or alternative media so uh, and who you want to go first madhu you want to share something with our viewers well you know i love bad <coughs> stories about china right so uh, <laughs> bbc did a story about a ghost town in china where they built all these huge huge high rise buildings mm. and there's nobody there because the economy crashed So the mayor is Casper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, Anand is smiling indulgently. <laughs> It's hard to think, but I, I I read a very nice story about 
a 500 million year old fossil, hmm. I think it's a new scientist, that they found a, a nerve system, a fossil with a nerve system. And this is from the time of the Cambrian explosion, where many people who refute the Darwinian evolution say that how come suddenly we had, uh, you know, pretty low things, uh, uh, low complicated things or less of complication in a human, in a, in a cell, and then suddenly we exploded to a eukaryotic system with a lot of complicated machinery inside the cell. So it's a very nice, it kind of bridges the gap and irrefutably talks of Darwinian oh, evolution oh. that has happened. Hmm. One of the things that I did read, which was a very interesting read on the um, publicintegrity.org, uh, they have, within that, they have um, uh, a good muckraking section. And in that, they had a wonderful piece, a long form, on the World Bank and the number of communities that have been affected by World Bank policies around the world. Madam Ji, I was thinking that World Bank is the biggest con to have been pulled off on the world and every World yeah, Bank dude grows a conscience after he retires. You see so many TED Talks, you see Mr. Stiglitz. Yeah. But while you're on the but World now, Bank... Yeah, that's true. But the thing is that they have documented the damage to the communities um, with photographs as well as the, the historical thing of what the what was destroyed that you know oceans fish fishing mm. livelihoods forests all that I, including I, the tata power plant <coughs> that has affected the mundra i have a fantastic it's report. A really great story i have story. a fantastic report on the entire world bank push to privatize water around the world uh, you should read that it's it's an eye opener so i i think yeah the world bank oh, we haven't talked at all about uh, donald trump and uh, oh ho next time we are out of time Manisha. Uh, read this piece by Jason Berg, How the Changing Media is Changing Terrorism. It's excellent. And I'll read the blurb out to get you interested. What is it? Uh, it says, just like news organizations, terrorists need an audience. And both have adapted their tactics to keep your attention. It's a no, fascinating What's, what's the piece. title? Uh, changing Media. How the Changing Media is Changing Terrorism. And hmm. who is it by? Jason, Jason Berg. Oh, uh, Jason, Apna Jason. Sada Jason ji. Sada Jason to likhega. Deepanjana, what would you like to suggest? Um, well, uh, following up on Manisha's uh, record, this is not from last week, but a little bit before that, um, there was a really interesting article on how Twitter's uh, updated policy of getting rid of contentious accounts has actually been a real problem for ISIS to promote their stuff. And ISIS handles have gone down by some absurd percentage. I forget the number. Yay. And they're actually quite upset about it. So that was a pretty interesting um, article. Okay. Sorry, someone was saying something? No, Madhu was saying yay. And hey, yeah. And but my recommendation huh. is a far more esoteric, erudite and important contribution, which is that wild gorillas compose happy songs that they hum during meals. That was the best thing I Sorry, read because why, why, it made me feel really good about that. Come again? Life. Why gorillas compose happy songs? Wild gorillas. Like out in the wild gorillas, when they get happy about their food, they sing songs. Oh. This is amazing news because it means that A, they can sing songs when they're happy. Hmm. But also it's got stuff to do with, I mean, it has a pretty important role to play in terms of how neurological development. trying to understand how we develop language. Yeah. So there is actually an erudite side to it. No, but, but, um, but yeah, so uh, it, it shows that you're processing emotion, essentially. Yeah, no, but uh, I, I think so that, that's really showing that. Gorillas are humming songs. What's not to like? 
But okay. Dipanjana, I think gorillas, I mean, naxals have always sung song while marching. Stop, that's too bad. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, gorilla. Okay. Gorilla. That's gorilla. <laughs> and uh, Vivek, what would you suggest to our audience? Uh, Should they read? Okay. I mean, uh, well, the best non fiction I read this week was the Economic Survey, the first volume. Oh, yeah, I really heard, but I really heard it's great and there's a lot of information. <laughs> okay. So, so and I mean, fiction? It's, it's honestly very, fiction, very well written and uh, it's extremely well researched. Yeah, yeah. And anyone who wants to really understand what's wrong with India and what are the solutions, it's all there. And it's not a very big document. It can be read. What, 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 about, what about the best non fiction? <laughs> <laughs> I said the best non fiction. The best fiction I read was, uh, you know, there's a Japanese crime fiction writer called Kigo Higashino. His new book, A Midsummer's Summer's Equation, is out. Okay. And it's, as usual, fantastic. Okay, great. Uh, I, uh, you know, coming, getting everyone back down to earth from Humming Gurulas and the Economic Survey of India, I thought uh, I'm looking at Anand, waiting for his reaction to this. Akar Patel's piece in the Times of India. I actually really liked it. I'm not. I'm not being funny. I thought it was excellent. No, where's my machete? It must be somewhere. <laughs> it was on. You know what? Uh, you know the Modi government. He spared no one. Neither Mr. Modi government, neither the UP. I think it's very well put. But let together. me tell you, Akar Patel is passing. I mean, I love the guy. I read all his articles. I missed this one somehow. Mm. I read his mint one. And but there is this new guy in town, which uh, uh, Pritam Singh. Please read him on Kafila. Okay, I haven't checked it out. I will. Short of burning the constitution, <laughs> there's everything in there. We'll get there too. But, and the second piece that I really liked was actually Urmi, our very own young trainee reporter, when she went out and got a piece on these marches that the BJP had organized all over the city. We wrote an article. Yeah, her piece, Urmi's piece. Yes. And, you know, I thought that was really worrying because I have a friend who was in the market when this happened and she's married to a Sikh. And she said, just the throwback, and you know, he remembers, he was 13 when this happened, when these little, little mobs led by Congress guys saying, khun kabadla khun, latkayenge, and through Hoskhas market, these guys are saying, phansi pe latkao, har ghar se afzal nekreya, ghar mein ghuske maarenge, and there was this, you know, machismo, we'll block the traffic. I just thought that it was shocking that big media didn't cover this. I think this is a big story. And if 300 such marches happened in Delhi, uh, it's cause for concern. Maybe it's good that they didn't cover it. Maybe it's good they didn't cover it. Okay, on that note, we will leave you with a song, but we will not play a recorded song this time. Uh, since we have a new... Yes, we will all sing it, everyone. I want your attention. Uh, because we have a new managing editor. I can't remember the international. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, and, and its song is dedicated to her story because now, you know, gorillas clap their hands. I've seen that. <laughs> They stomp their feet, I've seen that. And now they What's sing. The so when you're happy, happy and, you and you know, know it, clap, clap your hands. hands. When you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. When you're happy and you know it, Vivek and Dipanjana, come on guys, you gotta sing. I'm collapsing with laughter here. Okay, Vivek, Vivek, come on. Don't, don't, don't be economical with your generosity towards music. No, what I'm saying, telling Vivek is, we'll sing uh, a song, we'll, we'll sing the whatever Angel versus Marx versus Adam Smith <laughs> rap next time. But you got to join us on this song to welcome our, our uh, editor, managing editor. Dipanjana, when are you submitting your resignation after, I suppose? <laughs> after <you>? <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough. <laughs> Can I... Is Vivek there? Yes, Vivek's yeah, there, yeah, but yeah. 
now he's now he's wishing the line gets disconnected and now it's not so vivek we need you to sing also okay I don't know the lyrics yet. So. Okay, I'll tell you. I'm not going to let you slime out. It's quite simple since you can go through Mr. Vermani's economic survey. This will be like child's play. Okay. When you are happy and you know it, clap your hands. Then when you're happy and you know it, stomp your feet. And when you're happy and you know it, sing a song, which is what gorillas do, as we know. One, two, three. When you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. When you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. When you're happy and you know it. And you really want to show it when you're happy and you know it. Clap your hands. Okay, thanks, Vivek. Although I noticed you just like did a little. Huh, huh. <laughs> you were like the, you were like that silverback gorilla who said, "These losers, I enjoying them." <laughs> But thanks so much, Hafta. Pleasure having you. Thank you to our audience for joining Thank us. Thank you. Thank you. Hope. Uh, Vivek wrote, and 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 we hope you benefited. And uh, other than the bad voices, you also learned something. We'll be back next week. What did they learn? Hafta. What did they learn? The audience will write in and tell us. Uh, until then, do support independent media. Remember, when the public pays, the public is served, and corporations pay. Corporations Say it like served. you mean it. You're rattling it. I'm I, I'm I'm channel I, I, I'm channeling the, your energy the, and no, your character. The, no, I'm channeling my Rahul Gandhi, the insincere boyfriend. You know, so, so, <laughs> then you don't. You have to be smart, Aliki. So, when, when the public pays, the public is served. When corporations pay, corporations serve. Support independent media. Support News Laundry. We'll see you again next week. Thank you for joining us on the Hafta. Bye bye. 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 Catch all new episodes of NL Hafta on NewsLaundry dot com and follow us on Twitter and Facebook.